Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Drum Brigade Podcast. Yeah. Dad. We are punk rock as it gets. <laughs> it's the power pop. It's the power punk pop punk, whatever you call it. It's the power pop punk episode of the Drum Brigade podcast this morning. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know, how, like 90s bands, like 90s power pop punk bands sounded. They all sang like that, like Blink-182. Like, I remember this band called Gutter Mouth. Uh-huh. It was like straight up. Yep. Power punk. Yeah. Yeah. And they would sing about dad. I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna get some good samples from this episode no oh yeah why do i keep doing this to myself (laughs) i said i wasn't singing anymore on the show i have to today because we have a power pop punk i don't know what this music is called it's punk Pop punk. Now it's just punk but it's pop punk right yeah when i was younger when i was like in the 90s like i liked real punk you know, or like straight edge stuff. And then these bands started coming and playing shows. And like, I was like, what is this? And why are they singing about dads? And like, it was like, I don't know. They called it power pop or something. Power punk pop, whatever. You know, a lot of a lot of the ska bands transitioned into power pop bands. Uh, Well, today we have a power pop punk pioneer. All those peas, dude. <laughs> a power pop punk pioneer. Yeah. Coming on. He plays for the band MXPX. Yes. I'm talking about Yuri Zane Ruli, baby. <laughs> yeah. He plays drums really good, too. Like for that style, man, he's like one of the dudes. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to getting in touch with him, chatting it up. Yeah. You know, being as punk rock as it can. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to be so bummed that like I'm like singing like that. But that's like his band doesn't completely sound like that. Like not that whiny thing that like the stupid freaking. What did I just say? What was that one band? Uh, Blink 182 sounds like like, sorry, guys, I freaking cannot stand that band. <laughs> Dude, what's his name? Travis Barker's dope. He's he does a lot of cool things, and he's like a great. He's obviously a great drummer, obviously. But yeah. bro, that band, holy moly, couldn't get through one song. Really? I wanna lie. I was a quiet one. I wanna nah. I wanna hang it, huh? TV. Oh my gosh, I hate that guy's voice so much. Uh, Damn. All right. Anyways, anyways, Yuri's coming on. We're going to chat it up. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to sing all this episode. Yeah. Power pop punk star. Power pop punk pioneer. Yeah. Uh, I'm Corey Kingston. And uh, over there in La La Land, Phil's Castle, building things, putting stucco on walls, building a studio, gardening, Mm -hmm. taking care of babies. Yep. It's the one, it's the only funky Phil Pardell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me. <laughs> How you doing, Funky Phil? I'm good, man. Hanging That's out. That's good. Drinking my coffee. Yeah. Man, early today. 
mm-hmm. almost an hour early. Well, like we're we're starting the show at ten now a.m. So now we truly are the morning show for drummers. Yep. Uh, which is good. I feel like that should be the thing. Like if we're gonna call ourselves the morning show for drummers, then we need to be in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, this is the Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 90. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we yeah. deserve that one. Yeah, 90. We've 90. done this. We've done this thing. 90. 90 episodes. Can you, I mean, think about the people we've had on. Like, man, it's just, it's very, 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 just, it's a strong thing that we have here. It's just top notch. What are we going to do when we hit 100? I know, that's what I'm wondering. Well, I'm, the idea was to have all these fools in in studio and then do like a massive shed after. Well, that ain't happening. I don't think the COVID's going to be done in ten episodes, ten weeks or whatever. Um, so I think we just have on like some some of our. I think for show one hundred, I still would like to do a roundtable with a bunch of drummers. I know you don't like the sound of that, Phil. I know you don't like the sound of that, but we'll have to figure something out. Um, maybe I. Oof. Yeah, it could I be heard fun. Dennis Chambers was coming on for show 100. Chambers! <laughs> and Vinny. It was like the reunion of the Buddy Rich tapes. The Buddy Rich, um, not Buddy Rich tapes, the Buddy Rich Memorial. So oh, it's like man. Vinny, Weckle. Bissonette. Bissonette. Um, is what's his name still alive? Uh, the old dude that played double bass. This now, see, it's morning show. So now I'm like, now I feel like I'm there's a bunch of drummers like just wanting to punch me in the face because I can't remember. Um, <laughs> Ed, not Egg Thig, Thigpen. Gosh dang it. Who am I thinking of, dude? Or the wig. <laughs> or the wig? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Phil? He played double bass, but he's like a jazz drummer. Louis Belson? Uh, Louis Belson. Yeah. Louis Belson. Belson or Belson? With an N as in name. Belson. Yeah. Louis Belson. Yeah. He came, he came with it on that, that thing. And then what did I say? Weckle? Weckle. Oh, Steve Gadd. Steve Gadd's dope. He has tattoos. <laughs> yeah, Louis Belson is no longer with us. Dang it. How are we going to have him on? Um, on show 100. I'll work on it. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> and we can, get, um, we can get Buddy Rich's daughter on? Yeah. She was kind of hot in the, in the 80s. Oof. I don't I even don't know, know what she now. looks like. Do you got a picture? No. Uh, yeah, we got to figure out show 100. That would be the best show. That maybe that might be like show 400. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to have Vinny on or like Dennis on. I don't think those guys do do podcasts though. Well, Vinny does Vinny obviously. Does, but, right? Uh, anyways, this is a drum brigade podcast show 90, man. We're really happy to be here. It's early in the morning. Well, it's 10 30. Um, and, uh, man, we got a good show for you. Uh, just a couple things before we get started. Um, as mentioned, I'm Corey Kingston. That's Funky Phil. We got Yuri Ruli coming on from MXPX. Um, we also have a Patreon. Dude, the Patreon is bumming me out. I don't want to get on a soapbox, but we put a lot of work into the Patreon. So, like, I just recorded, like, another hour-long episode that I haven't uploaded yet, but I'm going to upload probably tomorrow uh, with my dad. My dad is my dad was hanging out at the studio and uh, we were doing some stuff for Shuffle and Bang, our band. Um, and we, I was like, "Hey, I want to do a podcast with you." And he's like, "What, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And so we just 
plugged everything in and went for it and heard the story of he told a bunch of stories man it's a pretty good episode some pop um, stories well yeah i mean he just told his story on how like his music career and how he got started and his influence and you know everybody knows him as a jazz singer but not a lot of people know him that he was like a he called they called it hard rock back then but it was like heavy metal and like a very famous drummer was like a very famous drummer before he was very famous was his drummer. And I am not telling you who it is. So don't even try to DM me and be like, Hey, who was it? Oh man. Cause if you want to hear it, you know who it is, Phil. I know who it is. It's a great yeah. story too. Yeah. You want to hear it? Join the Patreon people. Just do it. Um, you know, it's not even that much, and you get so much extra content, so much extra shows. Phil dropped a like a permute, per, uh, paradiddle permutation groove exercise lesson on there. I dropped an hour long podcast, just bonus podcast on how I started the drum brigade. We got a podcast from my dad. We have an awesome soapbox. We have all kinds of stuff up there that you will not get if you just listen to the show. So. Go, join our Patreon. There's a couple different levels. Uh, there's even a level that you can like come in studio with us, grab a mic, dude, and just like be on the show or like um, just hang out on the couch and watch us do our thing when everything opens. Um, there's also stuff where you can get lessons from us and uh, all that stuff. So just join the Patreon if you can. It really supports us and helps us and uh, it supports the show. And we really appreciate you guys. And we are working hard to give you guys extra content that's worth the money. Uh, Funky Phil and I are both doing lessons. Uh, we do remote lessons anywhere from anywhere you from anywhere that you are in the world. So I have um, I've had students from like Oregon. From I have a student in Kansas right now. Students overseas. I've had a guy from Italy taking lessons with me. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to jump on lessons, just hit us up, use a contact form or use the sign up uh, form on drumbrigade.com. Also beach brigade happening today, happening every Monday until Ooh. it gets too cold. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> that's only locals only. We're pretty booked up for beach brigade though, as of right now. So we need, um, we either need to open up another day or, um, figure that out or bring you funky Phil in the mix. Oh, um, that'd be fun. Beach brigade. Yeah. Beach brigade is really dope. And, um, it's just drum lessons on the beach with the nice, fresh, clean air in front of you and the sand, your feet in the sand. And uh, really, really, really fun, man. It's like, I'm going to get into that after we get into it. But um, yeah, so if you guys want to take advantage of our our stuff, just hit us up. Use, the, use drumbrigade.com. One more thing, our merch. Uh, we just have like really great merch. And um, I can't say that enough, man. We really put a lot of effort and um, a lot of, I, I put a lot of our energy into our merch because I am not going to just be wearing a shirt that says, yo, I'm a drummer. Like a lot of these companies put, or like Zildjian. I love Zildjian. I play Zildjian, but like, that's just not me. So um, I just like, like if you're a skateboarder, you don't wear a shirt that says skateboarder <laughs> or, you know, or whatever. It's like, there's fashion involved, there's style involved. And so for me, what is our thing? We have to wear other people's companies or other people's brands, but we're not really like just wearing something that we want to wear, if that makes sense. So check out our merch. We have all kinds of stuff. I just made, um, we just, we just have, um, some brand new, um, neck 
what are those things called? Neck, not carabiners. I forget what they're called, but they're the neck things that cover your face and your whole neck. Like, you know, it's like the, gosh, dang it, Phil. It's a a type of mask? Yeah. Oh. It's It's like the masks that like the military guys wear or like construction guys wear or... And it covers your whole neck and your your face. It's like a like a. I thought they were called shamoks, but they're not. <laughs> I don't know. I what forget they're what called. they're called, but they're. We just made it. We just have like we got a couple of those um, designs. So yeah. Anyways, check that out. Use the contact form if you have any get any any uh, comments or questions. And also we use Instagram too, so you can just DM us if you have any questions. You want to be on the show by like asking a question. Hey, what do you guys think about this, that, the other? We also go live every episode on Instagram, so you guys can ask us live questions and hear what we're talking about live. <sighs> Felt like I had a lot to say today in that intro. Yeah, yeah. That's All right, good. That's Let's get into intro. it. Yeah, solid. All right, let's get into it. Yeah. 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 Yuri yeah. Zane really coming up in a little bi- in a little bile. <laughs> in a, little a little while. Bile. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's coming right up, coming right up. We're going to talk about power punk pop pioneers and popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing. I got a pop filter. All those peas. Uh, how are you doing, Phil? Hello, friend. I'm good. How y'all doing? Okay. I got to try this. Make sure this thing's working real quick. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Some Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah, Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to he your butts. Like, yeah, it's like like it hasn't like in that movie has no care in the world, and there's just like a cigarette flapping in his mouth, mm-hmm. and it's like the, the ash is like super long, and then he, you know, he like could care less. He's like breathing out. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Yeah, I was, I was uh, <laughs> on the phone with my butt, one of my old buddies uh, recently. Yesterday, I was talking to him, and, and we were talking about. Um, just life right now because he has two mm-hmm. he has two young kids also uh-huh. and is trying to teach online and like but he's got it he's got a whole different situation because they're doing the like the homeschool or not the homeschool they're doing virtual school so the kids oh boy the kids are you know supposed to be home on the computer in school with with their teacher for a lot of the day but um they have a young one that's not in school too. So he's trying to work all day while the kid, while his oldest is in school and you and can't take do care that. of this other one. He's like, <laughs> it's, it's rough, man, dude. I was just, I was like, I feel like every, every day is hold on to your butts. <laughs> it's just it, the start of every day. It feels like that, <laughs> dude. I know, man, it's, I don't have kids, but, um, I just feel for all my friends that have kids. It's like crazy. And then like, it's affecting, I mean, it's part of the reason why we do beach brigade because I have parents that are like, you know, by the time they start their drum lessons, the parents are like, dude, my kid has been on like online or on the computer or on zoom all day long. And now, you know, he has to jump on zoom for a drum lesson and they're just like, they're like zoning out, you know? Yeah. So to be out, and on the beach and in person, it's like, 
parents are just like kind of not begging me, but kind of like, Hey, you know, we could just keep the beach thing going. I'm like, yeah, I want to, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Hold uh, that. That's funny. That line that hold on to your butts is like, I mean, when was that movie made like 1998 or something? Oh, yeah. And like, when was that made? And that's still like a line that like I say all like if I'm making a U-turn, like a sketchy U-turn, I'm like telling my wife, hold on to your butt. And I just like, start turning. <laughs> it's like so funny. It's such an iconic like line. 93. Dang, 93? Yeah. My boy is in that too. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. That dude boy? is my dude. That's my dude, man. I love that fool. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Uh, like Jeff Goldblum is like he's I wish I could be him when I was like when I'm like however old he is <laughs> have you seen <laughs> like, the show he has a show on Disney plus yeah I haven't seen it I want to see it though oh it's hilarious That's I don't great. have Disney plus but yeah I mean Disney plus is awesome if you have young ki- young kids yeah the thing is I'm not into Star Wars and I'm not into superheroes yeah, my wife is so I, the only I would be paying monthly to watch Jeff Goldblum's show. I yeah. ain't trying to do that, or, or and like, maybe Mandalorian. And Mandalorian was boring as heck to me. And you could watch like Frozen on repeat. <laughs> yeah, no, is that the Let It Go song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. We you can watch... watch the porn version. Let it grow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing that you pay for <laughs> um so so uh what'd you do this week funky phil um what's uh maybe i'll do the is this this one? Oh boy he's happy Yeah, funky feel. Yeah. Happy. It's a good week. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was pleasant. I had uh, <laughs> the usual things, you know. I taught some drum lessons. That was fun. Hung out with the kids a lot. Mm-hmm. We made some progress on the new room. Okay. I ripped, I, I made a big hole in the, in the wall that will join our living room here to the, the new room. What? So yeah. you have like a window? Um. No, there's like a big, just, I knocked a big chunk of the wall out basically. And then it's oh. the next, the new room is on the other side. So you're just going to have it be an open space or like, why did you knock the wall out? Um, well, cause we have to do some repairs and we have to build a door. So we had to oh, remove some of the wall so the door. Yeah. You don't have to go outside to get to yeah. the, the spot. I and see. Our, we have to repair a beam. One of our major beams has some serious termite damage so we're cutting cutting a big chunk out of that to replace it yeah but it feels good to make progress so i've got like a sheet i don't know if you can tell there's a sheet of plastic Uh, covering that so that we don't get dust in this part of the house but nice so that was cool um i got a new power amp what for powering passive monitors for like mixing sound and stuff you guys are going in on equipment yeah, well, I got it used. I got a really good deal on it used, and so I'm stoked on that. <laughs> and it came with a rack pack. Yeah. And what else? 
Uh, that, I've been, oh, I, I made a carrot cake a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to start this over. I made a carrot cake. <laughs> carrot, carrot cake for my wife's birthday a couple weeks nice. ago. It was good. It was my first cake ever. And You've I, never made a cake. I've never made a cake. I feel like it turned man. out pretty good, considering. I love carrot cake. Oh, man. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, that's about it. That's all this stuff I got. That's that's about it. I think. Yeah, that'll do. Wow. For that's, that's great. That's that's so sentimental and like. Yeah, that's nice, Phil. That's nice. Yeah, that's uh, good. You're always building something, man. You're always building something. You build that brick oven yet? No. Dude, you should do that. Is your oven work now? How did you bake a cake with no oven? Oh, we got a new oven. Oh, yeah. All right. I installed that and had to convert it to liquid propane. Oh, man. That Dude, was a while ago. I feel like the way you make bread, a brick oven, you could also use it as a kiln. So you can now start. Oh, your dad has a kiln, right? He doesn't, no. No, he doesn't. I thought he was a sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many misunderstandings about your dad, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, what kind of sculptor doesn't have a kiln? Well, I mean, a kiln is for, like, firing, like, um, clay pots and stuff. And, what do you do to some, make a, what do you do to make a clay like pot? That. Well, it's, I mean, that's, that's a different kind of sculpting. I'll put it that it way. Is a scu- it is sculpting, though. You can. So yeah, you're telling you me this guy doesn't work with clay. He works with, like, um, the type Paper of clay. Mache? Oh, okay. No, just kidding. <laughs> No, he works with like professional sculpting clay that you get like really high levels of detail and stuff. And it's so not... your dad like makes statues and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but not out of clay. No, man. How do you think they make bronze <laughs> bronze sculptures and stuff? They, they, they make it out of they like fire it in a clay oven. I feel Hell like they no. make it and then they put it in a kiln. <laughs> <laughs> I, how do I know? I'm not a. I'm. I do wear Birkenstocks, but I'm not a sculptor. I know. I, I might know. look like one. Yeah. Well, he doesn't use that kind of clay. It's a different kind All of right. clay. And a lot. Of, honestly, a lot of the stuff he does these days is is uh, digital. Like you, you have like robot arms, and you sculpt in 3D on a computer, and then it gets. Whoa. You can have it milled in foam or 3D printed at any scale. And that then, is nuts. And then you can do molds and stuff to make it out of different materials like bronze. <laughs> I think I need to do a, a podcast with your dad for Patreon. Oh, that'd be hilarious. That'd but, be so good. <laughs> I feel like I still am just picturing an older version of you with a beard and bell bottoms and like a, a tie dye shirt and Birkenstocks. That'd be good. I cannot stop picturing him as a hippie, dude. He's not. A, he's, <laughs> dude, be so funny. Or maybe a mullet. I'm definitely not a mullet. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. Well, well, I got a lot to say. I got a lot to talk about. Um, for you know, I first of all, I do have a soapbox. Second of all, I have. Um, I want to tell you about my week and all that stuff. But for right now, we got to jump on with Yuri. Um, he's coming right up. But first, we're going to take a little bit of a break. All right? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. 
Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 90. We are joined. We're calling it the power. We're joined by a power pop punk pioneer, the four P's. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's what we call it, but on the line, hanging out with us on Zoom from the band MXPX, we're joined by Yuri Zane Ruli. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Welcome to the show, man. How's Thank it going? Good to be here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm really excited about this and. I love talking about drums. Doesn't matter who. Well, usually drummers, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like what we do as drummers, you know. Like, man, yeah. a lot of like we had a lot of people like hyped on you coming out. Like Phil and I could care less, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, a lot of people were like really, really pumped, and like I had a few people like text me and be like, "Dude, jury's coming on." what i'm like yeah yeah i'm like i've never met him so i don't really you know i'm like is he cool or is he just gonna be like this show sucks you know like i don't know you know so yeah man we're really stoked and our listeners are really stoked to have you on man no i'm I'm happy to still be relevant to somebody (laughs) (laughs) it's cool so man you've been you've been playing in mxpx for a long time since you're in high school right junior high actually Junior, junior high yeah, dude. Ninth, ninth, end of ninth grade, I met Mike and uh, Andy, who played on the first record and was in the band for the first like two years. And, Man, yeah, I met those guys at the end of junior high, and I'd only been playing a few months. Um, it was really kind of a fluke because I, I had overheard a conversation Mike was having with a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, uh, about starting a band, and I didn't really know Mike that well. He was just sort mm. of another person in this group of friends mm-hmm. and and he was looking for a drummer and i jokingly said oh i'm a drummer because i i literally been playing for like three months maybe you know okay so i was like not considering myself a drummer just yet <laughs> <laughs> but uh he yeah he kind of jumped on it like oh really and so we set up a time to practice and he came over to our house and uh that's it. The rest is history, really. Man. That was the first day of the band. That's so, cool. Yeah, here we that, go. It, that goes way back, and you guys are still keeping it alive. Like that, like, yeah. you know, that 90s, you know, that new new age kind of punk. Um, it was like, I, I always I, I always liken it to um, 
like you see that kind of music like in motocross movies or like you know like and you guys are still keeping that alive it's pretty cool man it's like you know i was just talking about how like when i was in school i i listened to a lot of like different punk like some straight edge stuff and like the you know like the 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 usual like dead kennedys and minor threat and i got into like punk rock like that kind of punk rock and i didn't really like i think i was a generation like older than the than the power pop or whatever you call it the pop punk you know uh-huh. kind of sound so yeah. i wasn't like really i didn't really dive super deep into that but um but like it's i played in a, so what long story short i played in a band called sharp shock with some with with two dudes that this guy davy that loves that kind of music like yeah descendants and all and you know i don't know green day and all that that kind of stuff and so we were like playing that kind of music and it like opened my eyes to a lot more of this kind of that style of punk rock you know what i mean and and so he was he was one of the ones that reached out and was like dude like you know and then then i got to see like we played with descendants and i got to see bill play and like i'm like oh this dude's like legit. Like he's a really great drummer. He's not faking it at all, you know? And so, yeah. um, was, I grew up with descendants too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bill was my first, um, major influence. Like, kind of, I, I sort of consider him my, the lighthouse, you know, like okay. I first started playing, I was into other bands and, uh, some grunge, grunge was kind of big up here in the Seattle area. And I was really mm. in Dan Peters who played for uh, mud honey okay yeah drummer uh but not super well known uh he Mm -hmm. actually played in nirvana before dave Grohl. oh Uh, yeah okay yeah different kind of player very marchy a lot of 16 you know fast 16th notes and you Mm -hmm. know that was you know to a young drummer like wow that's amazing you know yeah um and then got into the descendants and really was like just totally uh enamored with bill's playing on the records you know i'd never seen him play right no youtube or anything like that so it was just like what the heck this is crazy like how how does he play like this you know right saw that we went and saw all play several years later in seattle and i I was just like this guy's crazy like yeah the way he plays is just i try to explain it to other drummer friends of mine that don't know bill you know or really punk stuff at all and i'm just like it's he's just so unusual i mean he he uses fingers you know he's really good at that right and not i wasn't used to seeing a lot of guys use really just like dedicate fingers on certain things and Mm -hmm. um but i I became friends with him over the years uh you know we were doing warp tours um and after i he was one of the few people I've ever been starstruck by initially yeah and he's kind of an intense guy you know he he's an interesting person really really cool guy but just different you know yeah um so once i kind of got to know him and we got to talking and stuff i I would pick his brain every day and we really talk about drums and talk about his whole philosophy of like playing live and all this kind of stuff and and yeah he i was like man he's like a scientist you know he's Mm -hmm. got it like because he produces too so like he knows like well you don't need to hit the cymbals that hard because sonically they're in this range that um travels or carries much more than like lower end stuff that you got to really lay into you know i was like wow this guy's 
crazy. That's cool. Yeah, I I was kind of the same way where I wasn't. Ex- I've heard you know over the years being a drummer, you hear like that he's a great drummer, but yeah. You know, I, I didn't expect what I saw. Like when we opened for him, it was like I was on the side of the stage watching him and I was like, like doing these, like he's playing fast, you know, punk and he's doing these 16th note fills one handed, like his left yeah. hand, like yeah. on the snare and like, you know, or just not, he's not, you know, a lot of drummers use their, their wrists, especially in that kind of music or whatever. You know, we always, yeah. we, we talk about proper technique, but that dude is like, his arm isn't even moving. It's just his yeah. fingers, all fingers, all fingers. And then the power that he gets like on the ride. I mean, he's just completely, yeah, dude's a great drummer. The thing that is the coolest for me, when you see him play with bands, he doesn't count songs off. It's just like, the band looks at him and then he just hits the cymbals and they're just in and the tempo is perfect. I'm like, how do they do that? Yeah. How do they freaking do that? Like, it's yeah. crazy. Just no counting. Just look at me. You know, it's like, what the heck? Every time I was just like freaking out. That was great. Yeah. Those guys, I, I used to say that it's like watching a mass going to a master class, watching them as a band perform. Yeah. Uh, is we toured with all probably more than the descendants, you know, with warp tours and such, but mm-hmm. same, you know, it's the same three guys playing the instruments and yeah, they're yeah. just so locked in. It's, it's crazy. Carl. Well, I saw, I mean, just watching YouTube videos and stuff, I see a lot of similarities in your playing. There's a lot of confidence. Like you definitely know this music. You can tell you've been playing it for a long time and um you know and it's the 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 confidence and the power that comes out with you playing and it's a distinct style man it's a hard style to mimic um i had to try to fake a lot of that stuff in in that band that i was playing in and um it was like they would they would kind of be saying the same thing like man you gotta like watch bill you know and like like look at how he does it man he doesn't move his hands and you know you got to get those fast notes on the ride and i'm like dude that's not how i play you know it's but it's a it's a sound it is very unusual. I notice when I try to play other styles, like at home, just practicing, mm-hmm. it's, I feel like a fish out of water. It's like when I play with MXPX, um, it's a thing. And I've worked so hard to make that thing what it is. Yeah. Like, I almost can't speak this, these other languages. You know, I play in other contexts a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I have to really like, approach it differently yeah it's, yeah it's a really unusual situation but it's almost like i i'm better when i'm uh playing in mxpx than than any other time like i'm yeah more i think confidence has a lot to do with it that's and cool just almost 30 years of your brain just being tuned in that way <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah and Bill, um, sure i obviously have to um not that i copy him but i think uh, just try to use his wisdom, you know? Yeah. No, that's what I got. Like I, I gathered that right away where I was right away. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, that's that style, but it's you playing that style. It's not like, Oh, he's just like a, you know, like I've seen kids that have taken lessons with Travis Barker and I'm like, yeah, you could tell right away, but they haven't made it their own, you know, where I feel like, what you've carried over to make it your own is like, it's, it's its own thing, you know, where now guys are copying you instead of like, not even knowing that bill, you know, had an influence on you or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, you, you also have a, um, a marching like drum corps background. Correct Uh, me if I'm wrong. (laughs) A 
little bit. I mean, in high school. So I was in band in high school. Okay. Marching band and orchestra, or whatever you want to call it, concert mm. band. And so that was totally new to me. In fact, that was kind of a, you know, when I first showed interest in playing, uh, you know, I was 15. So, you know, I was kind of beholden to my parents to, to hook me up with the drum set. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, the catch was I had to be in band, you know, so, but it was great because I learned so much. It was like, my brain was just constantly growing, um, with all this new information. And I, and a lot of our earlier stuff, for sure, you can hear, um, it's just much busier, much busier. And yeah. I played quads and stuff like that. Tom, our guitar player actually played snare. And so, uh, cause he was a drummer. Oh, for, cool. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the very first drum set I ever played was Tom's. He, he invited me over just to sit behind a drum set. Cause I never had, you know? Wow. Like, yeah. For sure. <laughs> like, don't, don't play it, but just, just sit there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that sounds like drummers. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> touch it. But yeah. So I played, you know, three years in high school and, uh, yeah, we did all sorts of stuff, but, uh, yeah, it was, hugely influential to me for sure Man, i think it cool. i think it wore off over time because i know my earlier playing like i listened to our first record although it's sloppy i almost can't even play like that anymore because yeah. I've, just, I've just changed my i've just changed so much since then mm-hmm. you know, before it was like busy busy more notes shove more notes in there and <laughs> and, and 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 a lot of it had to do with other drummers that um, I was into at the time too, but, uh, yeah, as time went on, you know, supporting the song became more important, leaving space became more important. So I just sort of went away from that a little bit, but that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 um, you know, for us with, with our students, it's like something that we are, I, at least I talk about a lot, like developing your own style and, and trying to support the music, like what is our job? You know, we're not a front person where we're supporting most of the time, the singer and, you know, and stuff like that. So that's, and that's what I noticed. Just like, I watched a live video of you guys and it was like, it's so incredibly tight for one, you know, and uh, the show is just really, obviously you guys have been doing it for a long time, but it's really tight and uh, well put together and just like, yeah, confident. The the band is very confident, you know, it's really, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And we, you know, we haven't now for the last five years, I'd say, well, more mm-hmm. than that, uh, we haven't been a full-time touring band since like 2009. Wow. So at least, at least with the original people, you know, Mike yeah. and, Tom and Yuri, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just when the economy crashed in 2008, like it hit us really hard. And, uh, Tom and I actually got real jobs and, Oh, wow. Uh, the band is like uh, something that we still do, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just not like, you know, full on. So these shows that, you know, we play now, like we still put a lot of work into each show that we play or when we go out and do a weekend in Atlanta and Orlando or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we really, really try to we get to the point in the practice space where we're like, OK, we're ready. You know, like, yeah, it usually takes the few rounds just it's funny like after this many years it's still um you know you got to get the rust off the chain or whatever it just yeah takes that 
And I don't know, for me, like a lot of it has to do with settling back in because um, I got to be relaxed, you know, like to play like that, I have to be like no tension in my body, which it feels like the exact opposite of what you want. You know, like I look at Travis Barker, for instance, Mm. like, I, I don't know what it feels like to be in his body when he's playing, but it looks like he's just killing i mean he is killing it like i don't even know how he does what he does yeah very very tense right very tense looking and i'm like i can't well i can do that that's what i naturally want to do like faster tenser but like yeah but like i've sort of stumbled across this on my own but then of course found that it you know like everybody in the world since buddy rich and before that knew this secret of just to play like that, you have to be like absolutely fluid. And it's all about like the response from the drums and everything. And it, and it still takes me some time to get there. And my initial reaction is always when I sit down at the drum set for practice or whatever is to, to be tense. I still have to think about it. But once I get in that zone, it's like, I can do anything, you know, yeah. within my, within reason, but you know, like th- that's where I like to get. And I have had, shows like that where it's just like it just feels like it's just fun it's like you get to the place where it's fun and you Mm -hmm. can and i'm not like a really like a big improv player but when i'm in that space where i'm totally relaxed i start improving and that's like the other guys like i can tell you're having a good night because you're like screwing around and stuff (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i gotta play it all right you know yeah that's really interesting. Like I, it normally, if I'm on tour or something, it normally takes me a few nights to get there, but like, I yeah. get so amped once I, you know, you jump on stage and you know, whatever lights go out and you walk on, I'm like, Oh man, here we go. You know, and yeah. I'm, or at least takes me a few songs to, you know, and my problem too is like getting in my own head, like where you're, you know, like you said, like, you're like, I got to play this perfect. Don't mess up. You know, like I, I don't want to think, I just want to play, you know? Yep. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, we, I- tell from the first note whether it's going to happen or not i really gotten to the point where i can kind of okay if i start out bad where i know i'm not like relaxed from the first hit Mm. like i can kind of like talk myself into it but usually i can tell first hit that's where you have to establish that relaxed feeling and all that yeah anyways but yeah how do you get how do you overcome that do you like if you if you you know it's just not right and you're you're tense what is your move to like overcome that feeling? It's, I don't know if I could put it into words so much. It's just kind of like, I have to kind of center myself a little bit, mm-hmm. like calm down, calm down. Cause that's usually what it is. is just this like excitement, nervousness. Yeah. Cause I don't, you know, like some people are like, I never get nervous, you know? And I still, <laughs> I don't know if I call it nervous. It's just like, it's like, oh man, this is intense, you know, because I'm yeah. being in front of people and, and performing and all that kind of stuff is not, it's weird that I've done this, but it's not naturally what feels comfortable to me, you know, right. being alone feels comfortable to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So same, I gotta, I, yeah. You kind of got to get in that space, but, um, yeah, I releasing tension from my arms mostly, uh, mm. I try to do that like in between the songs. Like if, if the first song I'm like, okay, I got to get this under control. I will just like let my arms kind of dangle for a minute and just feel the stick in my hand in a very relaxed way. Yeah. Again, <laughs> you That's know, cool. the way we do our sets are like, 
blocks of three or four songs that we like have no stops in between. Very, yeah. very allular, very descendants. Uh-huh. So go, go, go. So if something goes wrong in that first four songs, I just got to deal with whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether yeah. it's the gear falling apart or something. Like oh that. man, I've I've been in that same position where it's just like, dude, well, we ain't stopping until like two more songs, you know, yeah. like, yeah, or, you know, or you're thirsty or something. You're like, gosh, man, I got to make it through like two more songs, you know. <laughs> yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I've had uh, we played in like places in South America where, like, you know, we rent gear everywhere we go and. I show up to the venue and there's just a pile of drums in my mind. I'm trying to figure out, do I have everything I need? And, uh, and it's just garbage. You know, I remember we played this show in Santiago, Chile, probably like 3000 people, like big wow. shows down there. Mm-hmm. And I had one craft symbol. Oh I mean, my I gosh. Too, so it's not like super uh, debilitating, but it, it's enough to where I go, okay. I have to think about going this way all the time. <laughs> like it up, you know. This sounds, sounds like a like nightmare. A nightmare. That it I is. And the one symbol stand I had, like it would not tighten. It was like this crazy huge, like Tama boom stand. Oh yeah, I know exactly. Weight on the end of it, <laughs> and uh, I hit the crash symbol, and the thing just went like slowly. Oh my gosh! And I was just like, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> looking over at our uh, stage tech and he's just looking out at the audience just like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like please help me <laughs> i have this nightmare almost yeah. every, not every night but like all the time like, yeah <laughs> oh yeah and i you know bill stevenson does this thing where i don't know if he does it anymore but he used to he used to throw sticks at his his guy but <laughs> his tech wing sticks at him to get his attention so uh-huh. everyone who used to tell me oh do that do that you know I'm like ah, I'm not there. <laughs> dude i always have a nightmare where it's that you you know you're in mexico or something and it's like the drum set that they you have to play is like not gonna work or yeah. it's always um like the lights go out intro goes on and i'm trying to walk on stage but i don't have my sticks and then the drum set is like not set up the way that i need it so everything's spread out and I'm trying to make it happen still. And like, it's like total anxiety. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, we have a couple listener qu- questions. We're, we're running up against the clock, but we'll, we'll try to get through these as uh, quick. They're not like super detailed, deep questions anyways. Yeah, so um, let's jump on those. Drum, 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 drum Brigade podcast. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 90. We're on with Yuri Ruli from MXPX. Um, and we are just chatting drums, man. Thanks again for coming on. Absolutely. Um, so happy to be here. Yeah. We have so we have a few questions here. This is from Matt254543. Okay. So uh, it says, what's your favorite MXPX song to drum to? Ah, uh, that is always a hard question. Um, yeah, there's so many songs. <laughs> uh, the the new, I think uh, the 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 new sort of the we'll call it the breakout single uh, from mm. our last record that came out in 2018. It's a song called "Let's Ride." It, it's just a fun. Uh, it kind of has a like sort of a bounciness to it. 
cool. It's sort of like a la Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, American Girl. The little yeah, faster, you know. Okay. You know, it's that it's that vibe, and that's always a fun song to play. Yeah, I love Very it. Very cool. Yeah. Um. So this is from uh Brenda M M C G. Says okay. who was who was the most fun drummer from another band that you've toured with? Most fun. I would have to say uh, the drummer of Bad Religion from the years like 90 to 2000, uh, a guy named Bobby Scher. Cool. Um, fantastic drummer. Really, really fantastic drummer. Probably underrated. Keeps it very simple, though, you know. Uh, but yeah. he was just a ton of fun to hang out with. Like, um, he would come. We toured with Bad Religion uh, in 98 in Europe. That was our first tour. Dang, that was like... Yeah, we were kind of like freaking out about that too. <laughs> That's like when they were like probably at their peak, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Man. so uh, Bobby used to come on our bus and he would um, <laughs> he would pick up the guitar and he'd be like, you know that Bad Religious song, uh, 21st Century Digital Boy? It's this <laughs> song. And he'd like, he basically like <laughs> oust those guys for ripping off songs from the <laughs> like 60s and 70s and stuff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> But yeah, he was just a good time, and he, you know, he'd see us watching him from the side of the stage, and he'd like make little like Ringo faces at us. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. He's just a character. That he was definitely my favorite. Like just fun fun guy to hang yeah. out with. Yeah, that's that's like I I that's something unique that I think uh, you know bands that tour a lot of people don't understand. Like you can tour with a band like going on Warp Tour, you yeah. can tour with bands that are just completely different than you, but. Yeah but they're still doing, you have so much in common because they know the struggle, you know, they know, they know the life of missing home and, you know, eating bad food or getting sick on the road or so it's like, I mean, I've, we've made friends with so many bands and like so many people that, you know, we probably would never more ordinary people. If they were just walking by the street, you wouldn't think that you'd be really good friends with them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is from Aaron. Uh, you have one from chat room, Phil? Yeah, there's a chat room. Um, we could sneak in real quick. Okay. <clears throat> um, Matt Hubble, 1985, asked uh, what your favorite tour moment of your career was. Uh, we did a We played a show in uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. like That already is dope. <laughs> well, 2008, I think, is when it was. Yeah, we went to Jakarta. And, uh, for some reason, like we had like a week between, between the show in Jakarta and then a tour in Japan and we couldn't fill it through Southeast Asia. So we asked the Indonesian promoter if they'd just hang on to us for like the week and, and show us a good time. And mm. they're like, yeah, absolutely. So they took us out to this little, uh, town on the coast, uh, of, on the Island of Java, which is, it was about four hours from Jakarta anyways totally desolate like a little village with like kids running around naked and i mean it was it was crazy and so we had hired a a a boat to take us out to this uh, volcano called krakatoa which is off the coast of java a couple hours and we're going out on this boat rickety boat and just the waves are crazy and we're crashing and everyone's hanging on for dear life. <laughs> and after about 15 minutes of this, I like called time out and I'm like, this is really scary guys. Like I grew up on boats. I'm not afraid of the water. 
but I'm freaked out. Like we've got like two more hours to go of this and this is insane. The skies were kind of roiling. Oh man. And everyone was sort of like, okay, okay. Yeah. You know? Um, so <laughs> we finally turn around and the, there's Krakatoa and son of Krakatoa, which is like a, a smaller volcano. That volcano started erupting. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> what? It's like, oh my god, great! I mean, like huge, you know, cloud thing. Yeah, it was crazy, unbelievable. Like, we would have turned around in like five minutes, anyways. But Damn. yeah, so that that was kind of crazy. That was crazy. Wow, Krakatoa. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, I've seen a lot of things in my life, but I've never seen a, a volcano like erupt. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I, you know, apparently it was an active volcano, but like it was a little unexpected. It would just start going off right then and there. Wow. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, anyone else in the chat room, Phil? Uh, no, no questions at the moment. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, I got, I got like one or two more. Um, so did I already ask the Aaron, 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 Ron, Ron Rowe. <laughs> this is a, how was it? How was drumming for MXPX all these years? So how, I, we had kind of already talked about it, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's been an education for sure. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, in one sense, it's like, I, I, it's like asking somebody what it's like to have been part of their family for their whole life. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, these, these guys are my brothers. I've known them, you know, much more than, than much, most of my life I've, I've been around them and, mm -hmm. and obviously there's struggles there, but, um, you know, we obviously love each other and, and, and playing music together has always been, uh, kind of the foundation or a solid, rock that we could kind of rest on and but yeah as far as being a drummer in the band like it's been i've had a lot of great opportunities to work with a lot of great producers and learn a lot from them and get to tour with a lot of other bands with drummers in them that you know like i really can say like i i've gotten education a lot from these other guys bill stevenson travis barker to a lesser degree like we toured with blink but he's just not the chattiest of, of guys. So we mm. didn't really talk too much about drums, but, um, you know, a lot, a lot of great drummers, a lot of great drummers, Brooks Wackerman, and I've just gotten to pick their brain and, and they've been cool with that. So that, that's very cool. Yeah. Brooks is somebody I, I would love to have on the show, man. I just, I think he's such a great drummer and then, you know, comes from a drum family. His right. brother's a great drummer. And like, I love that he's, you know, he's, He's punk, but then he can, you know, this dude can like swing and play, you know, he could do all kinds of stuff. He's a great, great drummer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I admire seeing, a lot. I remember seeing Bad Religion play and he had decided to play only China's. <laughs> like, like, like he took away everything. He was just playing China's. I'm like, it's not my favorite thing, but you know, just like he has the ability to do anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, last one from Root Beer Youth. How does it feel that I've played your drums? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy to have shared, shared uh, my drum set with other bands over the years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we played oh, man. one festival where uh, it was one kit for the whole thing. And there was like, 
a dozen bands. So by the time I got up there, the heads were like completely. Oh my God. I hate that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> dude, you want to get me going or if that's your drums, if they're like, Hey, we're just going to use your drums. I'm like, no, you're not. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's insane. I like to ride on the kick top of the kick drum. No, oh my Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude. No, I've, I've stopped saying, I just stopped agreeing to that. Like, no, yeah. no, we're not going to do that. I'll play your drums though, but no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Well, man, like, you know, that was, you're, you're great. <laughs> you're a great interview, man. That's like really fun. Um, we always like, we keep our interviews short now and we yeah. kind of like, we kind of, um, just kind of chat like this. So we can like, it's open. So you can come on again and, and hang out with us anytime you yeah, want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you guys, you just recently, MXPX, I mean, recently released uh, a record live in quarantine. It's acoustic versions with with Mike, right? Right, yeah. He was doing that down in his uh, house in Waco. Yeah, he lives okay. in Texas part-time. So. Cool. Yeah, I didn't and then, do that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah there's no drums on it right it's just oh, no. acoustic but um still the band released a new album just and it's it's yeah. you know with the times live uh, acoustic versions and then um live in quarantine li yeah. li liq yep. and then there's i noticed that there's like a deluxe version uh is it like a self-titled al album that was released in 2020 as well yeah we did we basically yeah we did a deluxe uh release of our self-titled record that came out in 2018 cool. uh, with additional songs and stuff. But. Yeah. I, I noticed that there's some acoustic versions on there and stuff like that too. Yeah. yeah. We, did, we did one song where we did like uh, remote uh, tracking, which I thought was really fun. There's a song called fever dream. Nice. Uh, came out I think in like July or August. And uh, I did the drums at my house, which is the first time I ever did that. And oh, cool. Uh, super, super happy with that. Uh, how it turned out and just the experience of getting to work through a song kind of by myself, you know, yeah. really like analyze it. Cause normally when you're with band and you're working through songs, like the drummer gets like minimal time to like, really like mold parts over. It's like yeah. the first or second thing you come up with, like that's what you're going to play. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I was going to ask you that too, if there was any like, with this um live in quarantine if there was any or this new release if you guys did any remote recording so that's yeah that's yeah, cool Fever dream is the very first time we did that and and i think you know mike had asked me like do you have the ability to record drums at your house and i was like yeah i do and he's like okay you know so i sent you know he sent me the demo and i recorded the drum tracks and i he he had a few notes um after my first go through and i added a few more things in I, I mostly kept it simple, so he was like, you know, play more fills. And I was like, yeah. okay, that, that's what I expected. And uh, so I put in a few more fills, and uh, I had to do it in one take, front to back, because I didn't really feel like editing it. You know, normally we'll do a few passes of a song, and we'll just take the best bits, and that'll yeah. be the take. But this one, I had to do it front to back, full one take. And that was actually <laughs> really, really cool, because, well, I had to it took longer, obviously, but mm. but it was like there's so much more you have to think about. You got to keep the energy up. I mean, we MXPix used to do that, like prior to Pro Tools and digital recording and stuff. Like, yeah, you didn't want to have to cut tape too much, so we right. do one take. Um, 
but and maybe a few punches here and there but like that's been many many years so to get to do that again that was cool that was actually a, a good learning experience for me again yes yeah. just you really have to think about everything you know right fill that fill <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's really it's a different discipline right yeah totally um, so if people want to check that out, it's on all everything where you get music. Um, and then, um, you know, Spotify and iTunes and everything. Um, yeah. and then, um, if they want to get in touch with you or, or see what you're up to, um, your, your, uh, handle on Instagram is just your name, right? Yuri yep. Yep. Zane Ruley. Yep. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you so much again, man, for coming on. And then, um, yeah, let's let's link up again and have you on and chat about anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Cool, man. We'll talk soon. Okay. See you guys. See ya. Drum Brigade Podcast Episode 90 Woo. with Yuri Zane Ruley, the power pop punk pioneer from MXPX. Yes, sir. That yeah. was awesome, man. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, he had a, a lot of great moments and uh, wisdom to share. Yeah. He's like, he, he, I get a, I mean, like, I, I've never, we've never met in person or toured or anything, but um, he, he's, I feel I get the vibe of like he's very humble, but like he's a he's a pretty good drummer, man. He's, he's like real a, good, you man. Know, dude. The guys, the guys he's talking about too that he's like friends with, like like Brooks Wackerman and and Bill Stevenson, and like are legit drummers, like dope drummer. I mean, well, Brooks Wackerman is Chad Wackerman's brother, uh-huh. and I feel like Brooks is like maybe a better drummer than Chad. Like, you know, no offense to Chad because I think Chad's a great drummer too, but. Um, so they're like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot so of love, he's, he's a lot of love in the chat room too. I didn't get to, there was a lot of people saying stuff that I didn't get a chance to really express. Yeah. Not a lot of questions. There was like one or one question, but a That's lot, cool. a lot of love for, for Yuri. Nice man. Nice one. Well, um, thanks to him for coming on and, um, yeah, man, really great meeting that dude and, uh, stoked that he came on. All right, Phil. So, um, man, this is a short show today because I'm kind of up against it. So we're, I got a few things that I want to chat about, but, um, we got to wrap this thing pretty soon. Um, first things first. Yeah. I got to go to this beach brigade thing, um, and, and take care of this, but there's like a giant pipe on the beach now that they have. That's like going across the whole beach in Oceanside. I hate when they do that. They do it every year. A pipe. Yeah. So I might be just looking at a pipe instead of looking at the beautiful ocean. Was it for like erosion control or something? Uh, who knows? Probably just pump in like sewage into the beach. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, it seems like what that's what they would do. Um, so yeah, there's that. There was something else I wanted to say about that, but um, I never really got to talk about what I was doing this week. It wasn't much. I had a photo shoot yesterday, uh, or uh, no, Friday. Yeah, for some stuff I can't talk about. The but shots. We'll just great. see what happens. Yeah, dope. We did it here at the Beat Locker. Uh, and then one of the guys that also uses the space um, was the one who did the photos. And dude is really good at photography. Like, the idea is... Because it wasn't my idea to do it like that. But anyways, so we'll see what, what, what comes of that. 
Um, but um, if any, if the, at the very least I'll use them for my website maybe, or, um, or I'll just use the photos from my, um, album from that that's coming out. So we'll see, we'll see how things work out. Exciting. Um, yeah, man. So, well, before it gets too late, let's just jump on this. Trying to hear Hold it on right your now. <laughs> <laughs> Phil. What happened? I want a, a guitar center again. Oh, why? I'm done. <laughs> There's it's like I have the convenience of all convenience. Like guitar center is a few like it's probably 20 minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. There's another store that's even closer than that. That I I'm not I just yeah, I just don't want to go to. Not going to talk about anything. I'm not going to say any names or anything like that. I just um, no 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 hard feelings. I just rather not. Guitar Center here is a joke, dude. Guitar Center in general is a joke, but the Guitar Center in San Marcos is a freaking joke. <laughs> Why'd you go there? <sighs> I went there to try to find a pop filter. Every time I go there, they don't have anything. They don't have anything at that stupid place. Okay, let me go back. A few weeks ago, I was starting the Beach Brigade thing, right? Yeah. This whole thing with the stupid DW Play Anywhere kit, there's all all kinds of layers that I can't talk about that, like, pissed me right off. Okay. Okay? It's like I'm, I'm saying too much already, but, like... I tried to get one from another place and they were, they, it's just, it was stupid. They, and the guy was like, I don't have one. Then the next day I already bought one, but then he's like, I have one. And I was like, cool. Can you hold it for me? And then like, he's like, we don't really do that. And I'm like, I know, but I'm, I mean, I just have to go. Like I'm leaving. I was doing something. I was like in the middle of something or somebody in my family died or I was teaching a lesson. It was something relevant it wasn't like hey like you know just hold it for me i'll get it later it was like hey i can't make it right now but i will be there first thing in the morning with cash in hand i definitely want it yeah and it was like no we don't do that it's first come first serve so i'm like okay first come first serve these nuts all right full beat it (laughs) um so i'm like f that i'm not doing it um so i'm like i would gladly pay more money at guitar center then, you know, pay, pay somebody else. So I, I went to Guitar Center. So I go to Guitar Center, look online first, go to Guitar Center. It says they have it in stock. Yeah. Okay, and no, hold on. I got to go back even further. What? So I've been looking for a DW Play Anywhere kit for the Beach Brigade for a, like a couple months. Yeah. So there was one on Craigslist for 70 bucks. I'm texting them like crazy. Like, Hey, I'm interested. I can come today. They, they won't text me back. They won't. So obviously they sold it, but they left it on. They're too lazy to take the ad down. So I was like, whatever. So I go to guitar center. They have a used one on the floor and it's like in worse condition than the one that I had sitting outside in my back porch. That's how crappy this thing is. It's like in bad shape. Okay. So I go to guitar center. I'm like, Oh yo, there's one right here. You know, maybe they'll do like 50% off or something and I'll gladly buy it. Um, so I go to the drum department. No, it's a ghost town. 
Of course. No one's in there. There's stuff everywhere, dude. There's snares on the floor. There's bags everywhere. There's random sticks everywhere. It's a it's a disaster in there. It's a freaking complete disaster. I'm like, can anybody help me back here? I know there's a camera. I know they're watching me right now. Can anybody freaking help me? No one. So I go out front to the, the center desk where you need something, go here and get help. I asked the girl, Hey, um, I have a question about something in the drum department. She cannot be bothered. She's just like, yeah, well, what is it? And I'm like, there's a DW play anywhere kit or practice anywhere kit on the floor. It's used. I'm like, I'm wondering if that is, if you can sell the floor model at a discounted rate. She's like, well, we have one in stock. It's 189. Yeah. I'm not asking about a new one in stock. I'm asking about that one. Can you sell the used one? Yeah. She's like, well, it's not used. It's a floor model. I'm like, have you seen it? I'm like, can you go back there and look at it? Can you like walk back there with me? And she's like, see what I'm talking about. Instead of just typing on your computer and being like, we have one in stock. Now, I know you have one in stock, you stupid idiot. I'm asking about that one. Okay? So she goes back there. She looks at it. And I go, I mean, dude, it's pretty used. I don't know if you've ever seen one new, but it's pretty hammered. She's like, well, I'll have to ask my manager. Well, heaven forbid you got to do some freaking work today. You know? So go ask your manager. I'm not here for no reason. So she goes back and asks the manager. The, the manager's not coming out of his office to look at it. Uh-uh. Heck no. Some uh-uh. manager come like just tells her, just tell him we'll give him ten percent off. Ten percent off. It's one eighty nine regularly. She's like, we can do it for like one seventy four or whatever. So you want me to buy a completely used thing for like a few bucks off? I'm like, I'm not doing. I go no. And then she's like, well, you can just get the new one. And I'm like, no. So I, I I'm like, thanks for your help, and I leave. Okay, so now a couple days later, like had a better week financially. So I'm like, you know, I need to get this done. So I'm just going to buy a new one. Yeah. Look online. They have it in stock. So I'm like, I'm just going to go San Marcos, go buy it. Walk in, same scenario. Drum, drum department is completely flipped upside down. There's just random stuff like hammer drums used that are like, but they, they seem to have like way too much crap and not enough stuff that you actually need. Like if you're like, hey, I'm really looking for a drum key or I need like this specific head or I need a new throne or something relevant, they don't have it in stock. Yeah. They never have what you want. They never have what you want. They always have like some giant 26 inch kick drum Ludwig kit that you're never going to buy. But, but you know, so anyways, (laughs) I walk in the drum department now that used DW practice anywhere kit is gone. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well it says they still have one in stock. So I'm like, okay, so can I get somebody to help me? I'm, I'm literally behind the counter looking through boxes. Like I'm like seeing if I can use the ladder to just look up on the rafters. No one's back there to help you. So what's the point? I just had an idea. Do you remember the movie Wayne's world? Yeah. Remember there was a scene where he goes and he plays, he just, he called, I forget what he calls it. Something like the, the, can I help you guitar? And he, he just goes and picks up like the most expensive guitar in the shop and just p- starts playing it. He plays and Stairway then, to Heaven. And then immediately, and then the guy's like, no, Im- Stairway immediately to Heaven. someone comes to help him. 
You should just do that next time. Just go in there and just start wailing on an acoustic set like really hard. And then I bet someone will come <laughs> help you out right away. <laughs> they have them all blocked off now because of COVID. It, they have signs on all the heads that say no, no playing and they have no throne. And I don't think they have kick pedals on them. Well, I, I so my point remains, I bet someone will come help you right away. Yeah. So no <laughs> one's in there. I can't find it. So I go to the like microphone audio audio department where the keyboards are and stuff. Those guys are a nightmare. Okay. They have like four or five guys that work in that section. They uh -huh. are freaking nightmare people. <laughs> Why? I go every time you go in there, they have the total attitude. Like if you ask them a question that they, they know more than you or they're trying to, you know, it's, it's dude, I've asked about mics. Do you have this in stock? And they, it's like, they won't look. They're just like, Nope, you can't get those anywhere. You know, they're, they're those guys. Mm. Like, will you sell the, the floor model? Like, no, <laughs> they just full of attitude, just music store guys. Ooh. So I go back there and I say, Hey, you know, no one's in the drum department. I'm wondering if I can have somebody pull this, this thing that I'm trying to buy that I've been in the drum department for the last 30 minutes waiting for. The guy's like, what are you looking for? DW play anywhere or practice anywhere kit. Mm. Oh, you mean the DW play anywhere? And I'm like, whatever it is, just can you look it up and get, grab it? I want to buy it. <laughs> so he's like, all right, well, I'll have somebody help you in a minute. He's literally like on a computer typing like, bro, I'm a customer. I want to buy something. He goes, all right, I'll be right with you. And he goes and helps another guy in the DJ department. So now I'm just standing there like a freaking idiot waiting. So now another guy comes up and he's like, hey, man, he overhears me talking. This guy is talking on his computer or he's on his computer typing something. The other guy goes, all right, someone will be with you in a minute. So this guy's ignoring me. The other guy says, I'll go and I'll be with you in a minute. Goes to the freaking dj department to help some other guy so now this guy can pay attention to me and he goes he goes i overheard what what you're looking for it's a dw practice anywhere kit and i'm like yeah okay so that we have one in stock he's like yeah i'll, I'll just go like let's just go in the drum department so i go in the drum department with him he looks through the same boxes i looked through i'm not seeing it man let me go check outside let me go check in the back i'm like all right so i'm just waiting in the drum department and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm like, where is this freaking idiot? So I don't want to leave so that he comes back and he's like, where is he? Oh, I guess it's gone. So, you know, I might as well just throw this in the trash, whatever. So another guy comes up. Now he's in the drum department. This guy's actually okay. He's like pretty nice. He's like, hey man, somebody helping you? And I'm like, well, I thought so. I'm like, I was asking about this DW Play Anywhere kit. I said, I've had two guys already help try to help me. And I'm like, I don't know where they went. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Let me go check in the back. I'm like, here we go again. Dude, I've already been here like 45 minutes. I go in the microphone department. Homeboy's back in the microphone department on his computer. Like, what? And, and so the other guy goes, he goes, who was it? And I go, I don't know. So I follow him in the mic department. And he's like, hey, were you guys looking for a DW Play Anywhere kit? The guy like, like typing on on his computer and then looks up and he's like oh yeah i didn't find it and then goes back to typing what i'm like you freaking mother like 
And he just never came and told you? <laughs> no. What is no. I'm standing there like a freaking complete idiot in the drum department. I would have still been waiting there. till like This was like a month ago. I would have still been waiting there. <laughs> so the guy's like, I'm really sorry, man. He's like, I go, dude, what the heck is going on? I said, I asked those two dudes like a half an hour ago. And I said, the guy said he was looking for it. He didn't even tell me he didn't find it. He's back in this... His other department, he's like, yeah, man, sorry, man. They're getting really slammed right now. He's like, I'll look for it. I'll look for it for you. So this guy, like, probably just goes in there and glances back there. He's like, it's really weird, man. It says that we have one in stock, but I can't find it anywhere. And I'm, I, dude, I straight up told him, I said, I don't know how you can find anything in this department. I said, look at this place. I'm like, this place is a mess. And I'm like, you got three guys in here that are telling me that they're going to go look for it. I said, if you're back area looks anything like the front area i don't i'm not surprised you guys can find anything i said what a joke this place is <laughs> and he's like i'm really sorry man i'm really sorry and i'm like dude unbelievable i'm like whatever dude he's like he said something like can i interest you and like we can order it for you and i'm like no i said definitely not i don't want anything from this store and i walked out i was like legit pissed off and then i go to the one i go to the guitar center in la mesa complete different story like i called ahead the guy was super nice the yeah. guy's like okay just come to the guitar department he's like i already have it pulled for you it's already it's it's sitting at the guitar section just ask for ian or whatever his name was and he's like i'll have it here waiting for you i'm like all right cool thanks man yeah i show up there's three of them sitting on the floor in stock he has one pulled for me already behind the counter and I just walk in and I'm like, dude, they have like book. They have like sheet music books. They have like tons of stuff in stock. It's organized in La Mesa. That guitar center in San Marcos should definitely be shut down, dude. That one sucks. I, I'm with you. That, I usually go to the one in Marietta because it's, it's about the same and it's like way better. <laughs> really? That one I've had, I haven't had success either. That one was like... I always feel like they never have anything in stock. And I don't understand what is with Guitar Center and not having anybody in the drum department. Like, I don't know. Dude, what a joke that place is. What a freaking joke. I was so mad. Then I went again last week. I was like trying to do that podcast with my dad. That was like the first in studio podcast. And so I'm like, well, I want to get another like matching pop filter yeah. that I have on this mic. And so, like, I have this thing with the stuff matching, you know? Like, I want my cymbal stands to match. And, like, I want my cymbals. Like, I don't like mix-match mix cymbals. Like, I, I want to use, like, Zildjian cymbals. I don't want, like, a Sabian and a Peisty. And I hate when dudes do that. And so, <laughs> that's just not my style. It's just not... It's whatever. More power to you if that's your thing. But that's not what I like. So, I want the matching pop filter. Yeah. You know? And so, I... Go all the way to Guitar Center. Oh, well, what do you know? They're completely out of stock of exactly what I want. You know, I went there a few months ago for a mic. They don't have it. Of course they don't have it. Anything you want, they don't have. You got to go to Sweetwater. <laughs> and like, it's like, that's my problem is I don't want to wait. I want it. I want to just, I just want to get it. Yeah. You know? And so that's what Guitar Center is supposed to be. And he's like... Yeah, man, if I were you, I would either just get it ordered online or it's like you can't help me at all. Yeah, just order it online or like, you know, like I would suggest this one. And it's just like kind of attitude a little bit behind it where I'm like, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, I've, I foresee them closing down in the I, I, I bet they're going to move to online only pretty soon, dude, because they're, they're lesson. Oh, boy, they're if you take lessons from Guitar Center, I feel for you, man. 
If you teach lessons at Guitar Center, I feel free. <laughs> yeah. I think they pay like like minimum wage or something for Oh no. private teaching. It's <laughs> I don't know that for a fact, but I've heard they pay horribly. I I feel bad because dude, it's it's kind of like camera stores. Like to get camera stuff, if you want to just go to a store and buy it, you have to go to Best Buy. That's it. So there isn't there used to be all these like these camera stores where you could buy camera gear. And I feel like Guitar Center, Sam Ash is Sam Ash is what it is. There's just there's one in San Diego, but it's like it's East County. It's like far to get to. But you know, Sam Ash is definitely better than Guitar Center. But I feel like Guitar Center is one of those places where it's on its way out. And like yeah. at least in San Marcos and probably Marietta, I feel like it's not what it used to be, you know, and I feel like pretty soon it's going to be like camera stuff where you either have to just settle for what little they have at Guitar Center or you have to just order it online and that's your only option. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's sad. Like the, uh, I feel like everything's been in a steady decline. All the in-person stores have been just like been rocked by the whole internet marketplace. Yeah. And Maybe they'll have the drone thing happen like Amazon really turned everything on its head but yeah but yeah dude like i think you know guitar center is going to go the way of tower records yeah <laughs> just yeah like, it's sad and uh, it's... you mean it used to I feel like they used to be decent used to be able to go and there'd be people working in every department and stuff organized and yeah helpful and it was a thing though there was like a culture to it where you could go there and you can play you know you can hang out try out, out quote yeah. unquote yeah and you know it'd be like irritating for the people that work there but yeah dude it's i'm glad i sad. never worked there i mean i know it's it's easy to really hate on guitar center but it's kind of it kind of it's sad that they're this i mean them along with all the other like mom and pop shops and small mm. small businesses especially right now i feel like it's got to be really rough out there I just, I don't understand why we can't have, uh, like, a um, I mean, maybe in Hollywood, like the Hollywood drum shop might be like, like that place in, 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 uh, what am I trying to think of a revival drum shop in, in uh, Portland? Uh-huh. Like, why can't we have a spot like that? I just don't understand why we don't have a spot like that in San Diego, like a place where you can go and hang out and feel welcome and f- like try out stuff and buy stuff and like have get good stuff. Like you go to revival, they have vintage stuff. They have, you know, it's not like you're trying to, they're trying to sell you a box of like rusted garbage, you know? It's like, I, I don't understand why there isn't a spot like that, man. Like, or a spot like, or why isn't there a place where you can go and like, you know, I had a dream about a place like that, like where we're, you know, you're trying to go and you can hang out, you know, and, and prep play. And it's like, why isn't there a NAM show, like a gym membership, like NAM show, you know, you like, you, you pay a fee, monthly fee, you can go in and you can play jam, practice, hang out, teach. Yeah. Sooner or later, Phil. Mm hmm. <laughs> All right. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Um, Drum Brigade podcast. I'm so sick of Guitar Center. I freaking want to punch him right in the face. I hate Fuming. that San Marcos one. Fuming. When I left, when I left last week, I was like, "This is the last time. I'm just going to order stuff online." Mm-hmm. It's a doggone shame. 
You're just wasting your time. I wasted a trip to go all the way down there for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Funky Phil. Um, unfortunately, I have to wrap it there. But you get to go to the beach. Yeah. Woo. I have a long day ahead of me, man. Yeah, you do. First lesson, one thirty. I end at 6.30 on the beach each. Plus all that setup. Yeah, plus setup and breakdown. Um, so, yeah, I got to go make that happen right now. But I, I wanted to say that, like, I'm really pumped on this, man. You know, I have another soapbox about, like, ads and stuff that I'm, I'll am i have to do next week. But, um, oh, sorry. Uh, I forgot to tell you guys, no show next week. I'm going to be out of town. So I might post a bonus episode um, for next week. Uh, so anyways, um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Beach Brigade is really becoming a thing, man. There's a couple things that Drum Brigade did. Like I, I released a like a ad that I that we did last week. Um, it's like pretty grungy punk rock guys wearing a shirt. It's not me or you playing drums, which is nice for once. Not having us in an ad, having a, <laughs> just another random dude. Yeah, it's like skateboarder influenced. He like skates in, sits down, plays this like quick song, and then skates off. And it's like it's really cool. It was I thought it was really good. Didn't get a, a lot of attention like I thought, but it basically encompasses like our lessons, our podcast, and and our merch. And so you know we're gonna do more of those, but um, yeah. And then the Beach Brigade thing is really like people are responding really well to it, like really well, and um. It's going good, so I got to keep it going, you know? I guess yeah. I'm just the Beach Brigade guy now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, um, this was uh, episode number 90 Woo! with me, Corey Kingston, and Funky Phil. Yeah. Um, thank you, Phil. Thanks to Yuri, Z- uh, Yuri Ruli uh, from MXPX coming on, chatting it up with us, talking about all kinds of things. That was really cool, man. We really appreciate you coming on. And um, thanks to all the listeners that dropped some questions. Thanks to the guys in the chat room dropping some love, dropping some questions. We really appreciate that too. Next week, I am going on vacation, Funky Phil. It is much needed. Yeah. Me and my wife, 15 years we've been married. 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. So... Um, we're going to go celebrate our anniversary and, um, we're going to go, we're going to go do that. So no show next week, but we might drop the bonus episode. We might, I might drop the Patreon episode of my dad. This was a pretty good episode. That'd be cool. Um, but Patreons are getting it first. We don't know. Or we might, or I might just do like a, a podcast on the road or something, you know, that'd be cool. So, um, anyways, thank you guys. And, uh, we'll see you the week after. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, 
One more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.